podcast. I got a my buddy Jarrell should be. I see you're on right now. Just make sure you unmute your uh, your mic. Let's see the CYC you come up. Yeah, I see Jarrell. Well, anyways, happy Wednesday to all y'all out there who are tuning in to the Pro Football Chase podcast. It is Super Bowl 57 edition. We're going to go ahead and talk about the matchup Rams and the Bengals coming up on Sunday, SoFi Stadium. Let me first check in on Jarrell. Let me see if uh, if he's good. Let's see. See, you're on there. I think you're muted. I'm trying chat. to get in this thing. Oh, there he is. What's up, Jarrell? Man, I'm trying to get on as a speaker. What's going on? Man, bro, having a little bit of technical difficulties. It's all good. Jarrell's now live. Can you hear me? Oh, man, I can hear you, man. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. I think we're uh, we're good to go, man. But uh, first off, hope you're having a good Wednesday. It's always a pleasure to have you on the Pro Football Chase podcast. You know, we always enjoy cutting it, cutting it up on the uh, NFL, and especially, man, it's a it's a big week for obvious reason, reasons. Super Bowl Fifty Seven coming up on Sunday. Bengals taking on the Rams. It should be a good one. But uh, how you rolling this afternoon? Man, I'm rolling good, bro. Um, it's been a very great and productive day. Um, having an opportunity to talk about this football stuff, man. Super Bowl Sunday approaching. Um, I'm so excited, man. We got so many storylines to talk about. Yeah, indeed, bro. So let's go ahead and uh, kick things off here. You know, Sunday, Super Bowl week. You know, there's been a lot of coverage from around the NFL. You got both teams that are going through the media tour and, you know, uh, answering questions about potential scenarios and Zach Taylor versus Sean McVay. You know that Zach Taylor came from McVay's staff in L.A., and so now they're facing off against each other. Uh, and what should be a pretty a pretty fun game? You know, I think both teams enter in with a lot of confidence, a lot of momentum, plenty of storylines to watch. I think the early indications are, is you know, I think we're all expecting to see a, a nice offensive showcase from both teams. But, Drew, I think one of the most underrated storylines, to be honest with you, bro, is both of these defenses, man, they're pretty darn good. And especially the Rams, you got Aaron Donald, Von Miller, Jalen Ramsey. All those guys are impact playmakers. And you look at the Bengals, you got Von Bell, Jesse Bates, DJ Reader, Trey Hendrickson, um, Sam Hubbard. And so I truly believe that while a lot of the attention is going to both offenses, these defenses are going to have a large say in who comes out on top. Absolutely. Um, when you talk about uh, the the Rams, obviously you got to start with Aaron Donald, the catalyst, the captain, the guy that leads their charge. Um, you know, they've had numerous turnover on the defensive side of the ball as far as the defensive line play is concerned. Um, he's been the most consistent over the last, uh, I mean, honestly, since he's been in the league. Um, when you look at, uh, you know, Leonard Floyd, you look at Von Miller, you look at the pass rush, you look at the Cincinnati Bengals giving up uh, nine sacks in their previous game. You look at, you know, everything that surrounds the Los Angeles Rams. I'm very excited about this opportunity, especially for a D-line and a pass rush like the Rams. Um, but you got to give credit where credit is due. Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals find ways to turn the ball over. 
Um, and when you're a defense that can consistently find ways to turn the ball over and um, come up with that extra possession for your offense, they're never out of uh, of a of a competition. So, man, it's going to be a lot of back and forth. I think uh, the Cincinnati Bengals are going to come out with a great script. I think they're going to score early, score fast. Um, and I think the Rams are going to have a hard time dealing with that to start. But realistically, man, once the game settles in and all the first 15 minutes go out the window, I'm really excited about seeing Aaron Donald, Von Miller, and Leonard Floyd get after it. Can you hear me, brother? Yeah, I got you. I got you. Now I <laughs> muted myself. But, yeah, I agree, man. You know what? And and I just saw that uh, Joe Burrow, he's been sacked 51 times this season, the most in the NFL. And, you know, a lot of the talk around Cincinnati has been that offensive line. And are they going to be able to hold up? Well, we know against Tennessee – they didn't hold up. They gave up nine sacks to Jeffrey Simmons and Danico Autry and Crew and Harold Landry. I mean, they got after Joe Burrow quick. And I think one of the adjustments you saw from the Bengals was getting the ball out of Joe Burrow's hands quickly. You know, quick routes, hot routing, slants over the middle, um, passes to the flats, to his tailbacks, Joe Mixon and all that stuff like that. But, man, I mean, this this Rams front is different, Jarrell. I mean, I know you touched on it a little bit. But when you have a Hall of Fame, you know, surefire Hall of Famer and Aaron Donald who's wrecking things up in the middle, and then you have Leonard Floyd, you have Von Miller who got off to a little bit of a slow start when he was initially acquired from the Denver Broncos, but he's turned it up in the playoffs and he's looking like that impact playmaker of old. Um, And then when you also have the depth that they have, man, I mean, you look at their uh, linebacking unit and what they're able to do. You got a guy like Troy Reader, who's a hard-nosed linebacker, Ernest Jones, the rookie, who I interviewed on the Pro Football Chase podcast, and then they're deep in the secondary. You know, you got Jalen Ramsey, you got the vet, uh, uh, Eric Weddle, who came out of retirement, who's who's paid dividends in the locker room to younger players. And, you know, so the the big thing, Jarrell, is just how long is Joe Burrow going to have to survey the field, one, and two, will those adjustments that the Bengals have been making with that makeshift offensive line, will they hold up, you know, for the entire game against the Rams front that is clearly um, stacked with powerhouse players? And so I'm really looking at that as the main storyline, Jarrell, is that Rams defensive front going up against that Bengals offensive line because if they can continue to break through – and make Joe Burrow uncomfortable, things things could turn pretty ugly for the Cincinnati Bengals. Absolutely, bro. Um, I mean, you know, a lot of that stuff, the quick passes, the getting the ball out fast, a lot of that tends to happen when you don't have a, uh, a secondary that's very aggressive. I mean, obviously, they were able to do those things against Tennessee because their front seven is really the, the heart and soul of their defense. Um, but that is not necessarily the case with the Rams. Um, they've got a great combination between uh, both pass rush and coverage. Um, it showed up in some pivotal games this year. Um, obviously, it's been a little bit of up and down. Uh, but I think when you're talking about the Super Bowl, you're talking about, you know, guys coming together for one game, one the last arrive for the year. Um, I think the defenses in the secondary are going to be playing at a very high level. So, uh, a lot of those passes, a lot of those quick passes, getting the ball out fast, I think that's going to be very uh, – it's going to be uh, tempting. You can tempt to do it against the Rams, but 
You know, you're talking about Eric Whittle, you're talking about Jalen Ramsey, uh, you're talking about a slew of defenders that are very good as far as um, breaking up and 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 causing uh, deflections, tips, and overthrows. Um, and essentially, that's what this defense lives off of. So, if the ball is coming out fast and Jalen Ramsey and Eric Whittle have opportunities to break on the football, I think it's going to be a, a, a long night for the for the Cincinnati Bengals. And then you look at the firepower that the Bengals have on, on offense, Joe Mixon, Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, um, T. Higgins, you know. And so those are all guys that have been pivotal down the stretch. And Joe Burrows relied heavily upon them. And, and I think there's two tight ends for both teams, Jarrell, that are question marks entering Sunday. And they're both big parts of their offense. you got – uh, Tyler Higby for the Rams and, and C.J. Uzoma for the Bengals. Both of those guys have the same exact injury, an MCL sprain that they suffered in the cha- championship game for the conference. And um, I think both those guys are going to be pivotal. So it's going to be interesting to see if both of those players are going to be available. Because for the Rams case, if Higby's out, you know, they're going to have to look to Kendall Blanton, who's a young tight end, who's, who's had, some, uh, had some looks throughout the season. Um, I know he caught a touchdown pass a couple of weeks ago in the playoffs. And uh, it's it's one of those things, man, that you're going to have to really, really lock in if you're the Bengals and the Rams because without those key components and without those offensive weapons able to get out, you know, in space and create mismatches on the outside, this game could really end up being a low-scoring game. And as crazy as that sounds, it could very well be the case. Um, I mean, that's obviously an option. I mean, obviously you're talking about defenses that can both uh, create turnovers, uh, create extra possessions, special teams that have been playing at a high level. Um, But I just think when, you know, when we're talking about uh, two young coaches with two innovative minds offensively, I think it's going to be a high scoring game. I mean, obviously the Rams are used to having high scoring games and show up defensively. So I think it's kind of weird how they win games, honestly. Uh, because they're not co- they're not holding guys to low scores, but uh, they're finding ways defensively to come up with big plays. And I think you know they're on that live and die. Um, we're going to live and die with, with what we call. And so I think the Rams have the biggest um, advantage into this game, um, knowing that they have a better uh, defensive line than the O line. Um, they're playing at home. They get a chance to wake up uh, essentially in their own bed out- outside of. Uh, you know, uh, the, the festivities and, and realistically for us, um, it's just a great opportunity, man, for the, for the city of, uh, Los Angeles, um, as well as the city of, uh, Cincinnati, Ohio, man. I I don't want to, I don't want to discredit these guys at all, man. I'm very excited, uh, to see what these young guys have, uh, have an opportunity to accomplish. Um, we never know whether or not they'll be back here, uh, again. I mean, obviously Joe Burrow is the guy, um, but I'm very excited to see what these guys have a uh, what these guys come up with on Sunday. Um, I really think that the the Rams um, essentially being here before are, are going to be more calm in this scenario. They're going to be less frustrated and 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 realistically, it's just going to be a, a, a comforting thing for them having uh, been through this scenario before. Um, but as far as the Bengals, man, like we talked about, man, they're playing with house money. These guys really don't necessarily understand the magnitude of the the Super Bowl. They're just going to play another game, man. So that's what makes them so scary, as I said before, um, back against the Kansas City Chiefs, man. Um, when they're walking in like that and Joe Cool is Joe Cool, uh, it's definitely a, a, a tough day at the office for, for their opponents. 
So what, what do you think makes uh, Joe Burrow such such an electric playmaker? I mean, you you look a lot of people just say you look at the guy and he has that look in his eye where he knows if he gets the ball at the end of the game, he's going to win. There's a lot of swagger with him. The team buys into him completely. I mean, what do you think? What about his skill set and about his moxie do you think makes him such a dangerous quarterback in the NFL? Um, well, I really think he has spent the last three or four years, uh, whether that be his college or pro career, uh, legitimately just watching all Tom Brady's film. Um, I think the way that he moves in the pocket, the way he's, his poise is, um, understanding that the rush is there, but understanding that the pass down the field is more important um, and that he has to, he has a job to do in getting the ball down to down the field to his best playmakers. Um, you know, we're starting to see where uh, the, the, I guess the reason why uh, the quarterback position is so revered in the NFL, why everybody loves to be, um, a quarterback, while everybody loves to see the big passes, just because of how hard it is week in and week out when you have guys like um, breathing down your neck. Um, we're talking about a team that essentially was out of the playoffs originally, um, and then these guys go on a crazy run, man, and no one believed in them but themselves. And that is why they are so dangerous, because uh, no one expected the Bengals to be in this situation but the Cincinnati Bengals. And so with Joe Burrow taking that same approach and having had success uh, playing against, I mean, obviously some of the best college or pro football players to be um, coming out of the uh, out of the SEC and going up against Alabama, um, you know, twice a year. I think at the end of the day, man, uh, you know, Joe Burrow is has been set up and, and uh, groomed for this moment um, in which he's about to take uh, stage on on Sunday. You there, my brother? Yeah, I'm there. What happened, man? I think you disappeared. Did I disappear? I thought I was talking, man. I, man, I must have went in and out for a second. But I just, um, I wanted to. I was just basically saying that Joe Burrow's been groomed for this moment. Um, you know, just from his success in college with LSU. Uh, you know, having a, 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 a NFL offensive coordinator and and and, and Joe Brady uh, having a, a chance to coach him up, and I think these guys. Uh, they had a chance, man. That he's been doing, he's been doing NFL style play calling and plays for a long time now. So um, Joe Burrow is so comfortable because he's prepared himself for this moment, um, and and it, it definitely shows um, when he plays on Sundays. Yeah, man. And the thing about it is, it's cool to see how quick he's made that jump. You know, a lot of people forget that he came back from that gruesome knee injury he suffered last year, and I think in week four. Um, right. You know, obviously he's going to win that comeback player of the year with NFL Honor Show coming up tomorrow night. But I, I just think the the turnaround, man, the drastic turnaround that that Cincinnati Bengals franchise has been able to make since Joe Burrow arrived. And of course, you have to give Zach Taylor a ton of credit, man, because he saw that team out through three win season, four win season. You know, when people in Cincinnati started calling for head coaching change again, you know, saying, look. We got rid of Marvin Lewis and we had, you know, and at least he was getting us to the playoffs. They didn't win, right? But he was getting them to the playoffs and was Zach Taylor's first couple of years there. It was absolutely brutal, but you have to give him a ton of credit for laying that foundation, establishing that winning culture, you know, sticking to his guns. And then, of course, it helps when you hit, you get the number one overall pick and you land a player like 
Joe Burrow, you know, and then you get Jamar Chase, you know, and, and both of those guys keeping that chemistry from LSU. And they just stacked. And then, of course, they spent a bunch of money in free agency on defense. Von Bell, Trey Hendrickson, you know, bringing in impact players. And it's all coming to the surface. And 10-7 and seven this season, won the division. And then as a, as a four seed, just going on a crazy run in the playoffs. I mean, it, it truly is a pretty incredible story for the Bengals, regardless if they win or not. I think them getting back to the Super Bowl under these circumstances, um, it certainly says a lot about the future of their franchise. Well, it does because all of their playmakers are still in their rookie contracts. I mean, we're talking about a lot of their guys that still have ways to go, I think. Um, the, the ceiling is very high for the Cincinnati Bengals, although they want to continue to keep building um, around that defensive line, around that uh, that young secondary, um, and, and those guys back there creating a lot of havoc. So, you know, Joe Burrow and, you know, Higgins, uh, you got Boyd, you have uh, Mixon. I mean, obviously you have Jamar Chase. When you have those guys like that um, at your disposal, I think uh, the, the beauty of it is that, you know, these guys are going to be around for the next three or four years because of their, their contracts. And um, essentially the Bengals have an opportunity to come back here um, at an upgraded level next year. I mean, there's, they're going to have salary cap. They're going to have space for them to move around. Um, and you have young playmakers, man, that have essentially uh, uh, got a taste of, of the big dance Sunday. So, um, I, I mean, I look forward to the Cincinnati Bengals continuing that great success uh, I think this is what they wanted to see, you know, obviously with Carson Palmer, Chad Johnson, and a lot of those guys back in the day. Um, unfortunately, it didn't materialize into what it is uh, now. But, you know, uh, Joe Burrow is really taking everything by storm, man. And uh, Cincinnati has to be very proud of where they're headed over the next uh, 10 years. Now, let's talk about the Rams, man. Matthew Stafford, it's another great story in the making. Rams trade for him. He comes in L.A. year one, monster expectations on his shoulders. He's delivered in the big moments in the playoffs, coming from Detroit, a franchise where he didn't do a lot of winning. And I'm just happy for him, man. I I can't, you know, I can't help but root for Stafford. I kind of want to see the Rams get it done just for his sake. But, uh, man, I'll tell you what, he's played incredible, Jarrell, and he deserves every bit of respect that he can get because, you know, with the immense amount of pressure on this whole Rams organization, trading away uh, draft picks and future capital for win-now players, I mean, they're all in. And for, for Matthew Stafford to come in, shoulder that pressure, you lose Robert Woods, obviously a big part of their offense. They signed Odell Beckham, who's had a revitalization in L.A., but Stafford has been uh, – just a complete game changer for Sean McVay. And I'm excited to see him get that chance to win a a Lombardi trophy. I mean, I definitely think that, um, you know, what Matt Stafford has been able to accomplish, uh, obviously been in the league 13 years. Uh, I had an opportunity to play against him um, for a number of years. Um, I mean, he's a hell of a competitor, hell of a, 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 a person. Um, and realistically, he's been a guy that's been able to put the football wherever since walking through the door. Um, doesn't really get as much credit and, and um, respect as he deserves, but, I mean, he's getting it now, man. When he dropped that diamond there to Cooper Cup with his old teammate breathing down his neck, um, that said a lot about, you know, how far he's come. Um, and I think at the end of the day, man, uh, if he's able to capitalize this, 
Um, I mean, I don't know whether or not he would want to continue to keep playing with the Rams or not, but, you know, it, it does cap off a, a phenomenal uh, career with him because, I mean, he's he's done everything you've asked him except for uh, lift that Lombardi. Absolutely. So you look at, at, at Matthew Stafford, Joe Burrow. So, you know, Joe, looking at this matchup, we've kind of hit some different angles. What do you truly believe is going to be the ultimate deciding factor in this matchup? Uh, realistically, for me, it's just going to come down to the turnovers. I think, um, you know, for the Los Angeles Rams, it's going to come down to uh, the second and third receivers. Obviously, Cooper Cup is going to find ways to get his short intermediate routes. Um, Van Joseph, uh, well, Je- Van Jefferson is going to have to show up um, like he did earlier in the playoffs. Uh, he's going to have to have one of those games like he did earlier in the year. And I think at the end of the day, if they if they have a one-two punch, um, and Cam Akers doesn't put the ball on the turf, uh, then the Rams easily walk away with this one. Um, if they have a situation where, you know, the Bengals get one or two breaks going their way um, and you allow these young kids to actually believe that they, they deserve to be here, then, hey, bro, we could be looking at a at a parade downtown Cincinnati, boy, by the Paul Brown Stadium. Because I'm telling you, it is um, – these kids are are – I mean, I guess they're heartless. I mean, if you really think about it, I mean, you know, Jamar Chase knows he's getting double teamed, still puts up hell of a numbers. Joe Burrow knows he's going to get hit, still throws for over 4,500 yards. Um, I mean, these kids are resilient. So, like I said before, man, I think the Rams honestly have to do everything right in order for them to be successful. Um, If things go back and forth, then look for the Cincinnati Bengals to be hoisting that Lombardi. Yeah, you know, I I really think, Jarrell, that the Rams do have the edge, you know, in this matchup, and something tells me a home field advantage. I think they're going to get the job done just solely on that offense and how they're, they've been functioning. You know, the Bengals, a little bit less, see, you know, unseasoned, a lot, a lot of younger players, you know, that, that don't have that experience playing in the big game, and I feel like that could be the deciding factor. The Rams have have been there before. McVay's been there before. Aaron Donald's been there before. A couple of other players, you know, Andrew Whitworth's been around a long time. He was in that that first Super Bowl with the Rams, you know. And so I think that's going to prove to be the deciding factor, honestly. And uh, McVay, you know, he's taking a lot of criticism on how the last Super Bowl went. So I'll be interested to see what type of game plan he he comes up with, you know, considering Lou Anarumo, the D.C. for the Bengals, we all saw those adjustments he made in the second half against Kansas City held under three points, you know. And if they can do that to Mahomes and company on the road, there's no reason why they, can, they can't they can replicate that against the Rams. So McVay, I think, is going to have to come with it with a, with a top-notch game plan, and he's also going to have to show the ability to make those second-half adjustments as well. Yeah, it's going to come down to that because, you know, obviously, the, like I said before, the opening script is going to be everyone loves the opening script, the big plays, the trick plays, all that great stuff. But, you know, it's going to be it's going to come down to which coach is is willing to pull out the trick play at the right moment, um, which coach is willing to go for it in his own uh, his own half of the in um, uh, uh, his own half of the field um, in order to keep the drive alive. Uh, these are the decisions that's going to come down um, to ultimately keeping a team alive, keeping a drive alive and, and keeping your, your Super Bowl hopes alive. So um, although we talk about a lot of the great players, man, it's all about situation, feel 
um, and stand and stand in tune with every every facet of the game. I think um, one thing about the playoffs that have shown is that you know we can get things that we've never seen in history uh, in the, in the NFL, and so uh, we've got to be we've always got to be prepared for that and and, and understand that man, it's it's going to be a hell of electrifying game, and I'm very excited to see it. Same here, bro. So now we got into the end here. All right, we've talked about some of the matchups. Who are you going to roll with, Jarrell, the Rams or the Bengals? Oh, my goodness, man. So my my head, uh, my statistics, my Harvard uh, degree in my mind is going to roll. <laughs> with, um, I'm going to roll with the Rams. I'm going to roll with the Rams in a, in a, in a, in a dogfight, though, man, 34 to 31. Um, I think that uh, this is just going to be a high-scoring affair. There's going to be a lot of plays made, a lot of trick plays. Um, and we're just going to see a, a great football game on both sides. Uh, I'm going to go with that, man. I'm going to roll with 34-31 um, Los Angeles. All right. I'm with you too, man. I, I'm actually going to go with the Rams here. Um, I'll take them in a score of 37-31 to 31 over the Bengals. I think the Rams at the end of the day – Matthew Stafford gets that first Lombardi. They're at home. I think that's going to play a factor. The home crowd, I'm sure, is going to be ignited. Um, but but in the end, man, I, I do expect the Bengals and Joe Burrow and, and that defense to remain competitive. I expect this to come down to the wire, and so that's why I'm really looking forward. I mean, bro, if, if the Super Bowl is is anything close to the type of game that we've we've seen in the playoffs, I mean, all these – these game-winning field goals and all that stuff, and if it can come close to that level of playoff football that we've seen, I certainly think we're going to be in for a treat on Sunday. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. I, I'm talking about from the opening jump, man. Don't be surprised if we if we see one of those big plays from the opening jump. Um, taking a shot deep down the field, man, seeing who's ready to play. Um, Van Jefferson, someone over the top play action, um, you know, on the other side of the ball, you could have Jamar Chase doing that as well. So I just think at the end of the day, you're going to start to see uh, guys really um, put their best foot forward, man, in the Super Bowl as far as his play calling. So we'll see how it goes. Now, Jarrell, we have a few minutes left before we sign off. As I mentioned, the NFL honors coming up tomorrow night, prime time. I'm, I'm so much looking forward to seeing how things go. Uh, you know, I, I think it's always interesting to see the the big awards that come through the MVP. We won't go through all the awards, but, you know, we'll cover the MVP, Offensive Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year uh, before we sign off. But obviously MVP, I think we all have a pretty good idea of who's going to win that award. Aaron Rodgers from the Packers. Is that who you're thinking too? Man, I was going to go with Aaron Rodgers. Um, I also think Tom Brady is up there as well, bro. I think... You know, what he was able to accomplish this year, um, you know, at that age, uh, having these guys in contention, um, essentially losing, um, you know, at home to a team that, that is now in the Super Bowl. So, you know, obviously uh, that says a lot. You know, defending champs, they went out with a without uh, with a with a fight. Um, on the other hand, man, you talk about the Packers, man, they just got to, you know, literally mollywop, man. So I'm just I'm, – I'm really still in shock. And, yeah, uh, they choked. Yeah, they did, man. So I'm just going to go. I, I really want to go with Tom Brady, honestly. Yeah, well, I don't like you – know, you know how I view Rodgers, bro. So you know I'd be pretty happy if he doesn't win the MVP. But you know what? One name that honestly has come up, and you know what? You you can look at his numbers and you can look at his uh, his impact on the team. 
Bro, Cooper Cup, bro, deserves to be in that conversation. But what he's done this year, I mean, incredible. He's obviously not going to win, right? But he certainly, I think, deserves some praise. Uh, I'll take Rodgers for MVP, even though I'm not fond of the guy. You're saying Tom Brady has a shot. Now, Offensive Player of the Year, this is pretty straightforward. Cooper Cup for me, obviously, we know what he's done this year. Um, incredible, not just as a receiver, but as a blocker, I mean, out on the edge, the guy does it all. So uh, Offensive Player of the Year for me is pretty easy, Cooper Cup. Uh, that's a good choice, my friend. Uh, we, it'd be very interesting to see how it comes down to um, on voting day. All right. Now, Defensive Player of the Year, before we close this out, I mean, TJ Watt, bro, I think he cemented his status, almost breaking that single-season sack record of Michael Strahan. He was, some say he was snubbed of the award last year when they went with Aaron Donald. I think it's pretty clear cut that TJ Watt has done enough this year to win that award. Would you agree? Absolutely. Um, I mean, what he was able to accomplish, the amount of turnovers, forced fumbles he's caused, um, man, he was just wrecking havoc out there. Definitely going to roll with TJ Watt. Well, there you have it, man. Super Bowl. Um, Super Bowl preview, Jarrell and I here on the Pro Football Chase podcast, man, I, I certainly can't wait to watch the game. I mean, it was pretty brutal. We're getting, I got a little taste of what it's going to be like with no more football this past Sunday with the Pro Bowl. I mean, those guys were playing two-handed touch out there, you know what I mean? Uh, so I, I'm ready for it. I think all the media, all the attention has been on both teams all week, media row. The, the headlines have already been exhausted. Now it's time to play the game. We're Thursday tomorrow. We're days away now. It's going to be good, man. And, and I can't wait. Hopefully both of these teams put on the show. Hopefully they're, it's as good of a game as we saw all postseason long. Um, and I can't wait to watch some football, man. It should be a, a pretty dramatic ending. Man, it's going to go crazy, bro. I'm telling you, coming down to the field goal, hopefully it's just not the Cincinnati Bengals kicker because I'm telling you, that dude is automatic. Absolutely, dude. Evan McPherson, the rookie kicker, has been stellar and a big reason as to why Cincinnati has made this run to the Super Bowl. But again, if you're just now tuning in, both Jarrell and I are rolling with the Los Angeles Rams we think they're going to get the job done in a close one. I'm 37-31. Jarrell also has it pretty close, but he's taking the Rams too. But uh, until then, Jarrell, we'll see how things play out, bro. I'm sure there will be plenty of fallout, plenty to recap as we move into the offseason, free agency, draft. We'll have that all that covered on the podcast in the coming weeks. But until then, um, it's been a pleasure, bro. Thanks for joining the podcast this afternoon. Absolutely, my friend. Hey, let's get to it, man. Get that grill ready. It's going to be a hell of a show. Yes, sir. We'll be in contact, man. Take care. God bless. All right now. You too.